1: I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience.
2: Ask yourself,
0: what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my
2: country, this country will be saved.
3: War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
4: And folks, over the last two years, we made a lot of things that... uh, a lot of progress with Republican help as well. Sadly, from what I'm hearing, House Representatives these days, they're suggesting that cooperation may have come to an end. That's why I talk about the MAGA Republicans. This is not your father's Republican Party, as I said before. MAGA Republicans are threatening to default on the national debt. Keep talking about the national debt and the trillion dollar debt. It took 200 years to accumulate that debt. It's not recent debt. This is all the debt that's been accumulating interest on the debt for over 200 years. And by the way, President Trump, when he was president, in four years, he increased the national debt by 25 percent just in four years. Remember that that multibillion-dollar tax break? Did you get any of it? Raise your hand if you got any of it. No, I'm serious. So, folks, 200 years accumulate and was added to that administration 25 percent did it by himself i met with the new speakers i said of the house on how we should proceed to settle our differences without jeopardizing the full faith and credit of the united states of america we have never reneged on that debt now they're telling me if i don't do what they want cut social secure whatever they propose then they're going to renege on the debt every single major economic institution conservative liberal says that will cause a massive recession a massive recession and put us in the hole for a long, long time. Well, folks, here's what I said. Instead of making threats about default, which would be catastrophic, let's take that off the table. Let's, as I said in the beginning, let's have a conversation about how to grow the economy, lower costs, and reduce the deficit. I just laid out the bulk of my budget. Republicans and Congress should do the same thing. But it's well over nine on for anybody who had tough time with their business during the pandemic, so they could pay employees, they could do the... But guess what, you may remember, I was running for office at the time, but you all may remember it, that I had a big fight with uh, the former president uh, and maybe future president. Bless me, Father. Anyway, no, all, 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 all kidding aside.
0: Whoa, whoa, <laughs> former and future president, maybe future president. Thursday, 9 March, year of our Lord, 2023, we're uh, jammed today. We're going to rock this because it's so much going on. want to start with there's so many lies and misrepresentations and Biden's, uh, you know, the, the, just every there, there's nobody going to default on the debt. And we're not. And the, yes, it is the MAGA Republicans that have stopped the cooperation by the collaborationist Senate. We're not going to do that again. That's what Jim. Today, he lays that at noon, right at the end of our show, a $6.8 trillion budget. $6.8 trillion, okay? Not only are there no cuts, we're, we're demanding massive cuts now. Not only are there no cuts, I think overall it's a 5 or 6% increase, 5.2% federal pay increase, and increases across the board and everything. Not Nothing cut. Only increases $6.8 trillion, almost $7 trillion. Peter Navarro, uh, up in the growth. Of course, a bunch of taxes. We can talk about that. But the spending is up in your face. He doesn't make any effort. And this is what the CBO report. And now, as we've been you know, hankering on um, or hectoring McCarthy, you've got to get somebody out with a set of numbers. This is just one year's numbers. CBO's got 10 years the Congressional Budget Office is now briefing both sides, right? So, so at least they see the, the $19 trillion in debt. And quite frankly, Biden's things even worse. Even Biden proposed with all these tax increases that they're talking about, is everything from corporate taxes across the board, billionaires tax, tax on Social Security, all of it, Medicare. Um, he only cuts, it's only $3 trillion they generate on the $19 trillion of these deficits going forward. Your first cut in assessment, Dr. Navarro, of this budget
5: cracking up the the once and future president thank you joe biden <laughs> i guess you're looking at the same poll numbers i'm looking at dude um look one fact check on biden which is really interesting it's like he he with passion he goes trump raised the deficit by 25 percent well guess what obama biden doubled it <laughs> doubled it that's a hundred percent joe So do your math. Um, Okay, so let's as MAGA Republicans and and let's let's take him seriously when he goes after us. Okay, because he did that during the twenty twenty two election with his famous blood red speech. And it was effective. And we can't let him take we deplorables and turn us into what he wants to turn us into we stand by the way by the american way
0: I, d- I totally dis i, to- I totally disagree yeah, I, know that it was I know you, you do i know you do you and but, i just but, disagree but that's that's and, and, my and it my turns point out it turns out i'm right the, i'm i'm yeah I'm the, right. the point is
5: admiral is that <laughs> that we stand for a strong american manufacturing base where endless and endless war secure borders and with this fiscal issue Biden's really putting the—he's doing everything ass backwards. What what the deplorables and the MAGA Republicans? Matt Gates is coming on. We gotta hold fast. Kevin McCarthy's hold fast. You deal with everything else besides the Medicare's of this world. That's like Biden's using that as like bait to attack us. We've got to we've got to use this debt ceiling leverage that we have for one thing and one thing alone to roll back a bunch. Of the Biden expenditures. That's the single closest way to Big get time. the balance in the budget Big. and having growth, structural, prosperous growth. And so um let's let's call Biden's bluff on the billionaires' tax. You and I support it. You and I supported it when we were in the Oval Office in the White House back in 2017. We thought it was a good idea politically and economically. And we lost that battle to the you know, Mnuchin and G- Goldman Sachs, Gary Cohn. But let's call a bluff. I, you know, Kevin, hold, go ahead hold and on hang, hang on, there, say, hang on. And you know but, happen? But, but hang, but hang on. The let's say, let's say, okay. I'm going to steal it from you. Hang we'll on. have Ken, Schwartz, uh, Ken Griffith and Steve yeah. Schwartzman and all okay. those wealthy hedge fund managers who are trying to get rid of Donald Trump begging to bring
0: him back. No. We had three progressive Democrats, three progressive Democrats in there. We're fighting. You got Mnuchin, progressive Democrat, Cohen, yep. progressive Democrat, Jerry Kushner, progressive Democrat.
2: Kushner. Of course, let's not forget gag, they,
0: they, those three. Hang on, those they gagged when we put Here's what I would do with the House. Here's the reason, ladies and gentlemen: all the billionaires, all the super wealthy, are basically uh, globalists. Okay. Almost all of them are progressive Democrats. The ones that are not progressive Democrats are, quote-unquote, Republican, yeah. do not support you on any of the cultural stuff, any of the social stuff, any of the uh, America First uh, national security policy because their sons and daughters aren't going. They, they and because only they make you their money by doing that stuff, Steve. They make their
5: money yes. by sending so, our somebody, jobs offshore and bringing so, in cheap labor, including child labor, across the border to work in their factories and, and do the, the sweatshop stuff. We import so sweatshops from Mexico they, and send our jobs to China, to their sweatshops. And that, that's all on those hedge so fund managers, the globalists, and the globalist right. Republicans so that they, we are trying to get rid of. Yeah, we're proud to be MAGA Republicans. We stand for blue-collar America and fiscal Sensibility, not the kind of crap we have from. I would call getting in bed okay.
0: with Chuck Schumer. I would, I would call. By the way, now I know what it's like when I'm a guest on somebody's show. Sure, you just power right through the host. Okay, I have <laughs> to saying, stand up, myself, Admiral, because I know you come at
5: me hard, baby.
4: <laughs>
0: okay. By the way, the Here's my, my
5: interrupt Navarro. I got, I got God on my side on this one, baby. <laughs>
0: Hang, hang on. Here's what I want to call, <laughs> call. I want to call the. I want to call. I want to call the donors' bluff. If, yes. if the House would vote today, on yes. all those, uh, even the twenty percent capital gain was not going to happen, so people don't freak out. The, 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 the Democrats are never going to pass it. It's all that's their base. The billionaire one percent is their base. The base of the MAGA movement are working class people throughout the country. Let's, they're let's deplorable. Let's just do
5: that. A stripped out bill. Kevin McCarthy send that pass it pass it unanimously send it over and see what happens boy yeah it, all hell will break loose on Wall Street and and, and you'll see you'll see the those wealthy donors kind of change their tune because exactly. it, it it
0: yeah yeah exactly call their bluff brother they could not they they could not even pass they could not even pass to take the carried interest away oh Sinema yeah. saved him but trust me they knew cinema was there. there. was 50 of them. There's yeah. 30 of them backed up if she didn't yeah. jump in there. They're, the Democratic Party and the progressive left is owned by the oligarchs on Wall Street. It's the Ken Griffin oligarchs, yeah. and all that crowd. You got, you've got it, who, who Biden just said, thank you for Mitch McConnell and the collaboration. He says, yeah, all the help I get from the Republicans, the collaboration, and Murdoch and Rupert Murdoch. That's the iron triangle right yes. there. That's anti-Trump. They said Trump's never going back. So let's call their bluff. You want to billionaire's yeah. tax pass in yeah. a day? Go for it. The Democrats will be, oh my God, what are we doing? No, we can't do that. They're not going to pass any taxes. What they want to do is pass on the people like four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, they're going to come after you, right? But for the it's, super it's wealthy and, the, and people. the people that's that
5: small business people with families. Yes, exactly. It's like, Entrepreneurs. I, it's just, Entrepreneurs. I, I'm so he's, look to, to to set on this. Biden's coming at it where the first thing he wants to do is raise taxes and wave the bloody shirt of Medicare, right? Medicaid. That's what, that's, that's his strategy. And no, it's like, we're not accepting that. We're not going to be accused uh, of of crashing the economy. You did that, Biden. Nothing's happened yet. And you've got stagflation going on, a a contagion of higher interest rates and inflation around the world and a big, recession coming and the bond market and the stock market are telling us that that's what's going to happen. That's on you, Biden. And the most important thing, let me say this again to Kevin McCarthy. I'm talking to you right now, Kevin. What you got to do is hold fast and you got to go to Russ Vogt and say, give me those dirty dozen expenditures that we're going to bargain away and make sure that they're off the books. That's the first best route to getting a no. def, true deficit the, reduction, the way, not all we, this spoken we, mirrors, we, hit MAGA we, stuff.
0: No, we need the two trillion dollars cut out of the Medicaid over two, ten years. We need all the work requirements put in as a starter. Then you need to cut defense. You need to have massive cuts this year and continue forward. Peter, how do people get to the Substack in your podcast?
5: Yeah, it's the uh, peternavarro.substack.com, peternavarro.substack.com. It's it's basically the hub now for both the podcast that you can listen to as well as the transcripts. If you, if you don't want to spend time listening, you can read that stuff really quickly. I'd appreciate your support. Uh, and Admiral, um, it never ceases to amaze me uh, that they give us really important issues to talk about. Uh, on this show it's like every day and you know the once and future president is watching this too
0: uh peter thank you very much and thank you for the uh, kind words yes sir thank you brother um okay we're a little jammed up now but we gotta be we got john Fredericks we're trying to get to john Fredericks we got jeff clark let's get jeff clarker now i'm gonna play the clip on the other side i got seb gorka on deck uh, Clark, uh, tell me about the we 're going to play the clip on the other side of the break. Tell me your overall assessment of the Norfolk Southern thing that It was a pretty weak showing by the Republicans, was it not, sir?
6: uh Steve, thanks for uh, having me here. Yes, I think it was a big missed opportunity. Um, you know there was only one Senator, Senator Mullen, who I think was the the hero who asked about the controlled burn I mean that is the the issue. The issue is. Why did uh, you know EPA sign off on, or were they involved in? You know, there's commun- there, there's confusion about that. That I'll talk about in terms of how the CEO of Norfolk Southern a- answered questions. Okay. But the focus has to be on this issue of why did we have a disaster called by caused by this controlled burn? It's not uh, all these issues of the train derailment, et cetera. I mean, those are important, but the issue is why was there an independent Uh, decision with human agency, which you like to emphasize, to allow the burn to go forward. Jeff
0: Clark, one of the partners over there with the great Russ vote. Russ's team's going to be on with us tomorrow to take this budget apart. Don't all freak out about the taxes. The spending's the killer. The taxes will never pass. The spending's the killer. Short break. Gorka, Clark, Epstein, Fredericks. Next.
7: The Hunter Biden laptop story is disinformation.
3: Well, I want to be careful about there is an ongoing investigation that is relevant to that uh, so I have to be careful of what I can share on that here.
7: Do you believe the Hunter Biden laptop story is disinformation?
3: I, I don't think there's anything I can share on that in open setting.
7: Were you aware that the FBI personnel were in contact with Twitter regarding the Hunter Biden laptop story?
3: I don't believe FBI personnel were in contact with, with Twitter about the Hunter laptop story specifically. I think there were people in contact with Twitter about Russian disinformation efforts.
7: Of which the Hunter Biden laptop story was included, according to the FBI.
3: Well, I, think, I don't know exactly what you're looking at, but, but I'm happy to talk about what it is the FBI does and does not do with respect to social media companies.
7: Were you aware that the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop since December of 2019?
3: I can't speak to exactly when we had a laptop available. There is a there is as you as you know there is an ongoing investigation run by the US Attorney out of Delaware from the prior administration that we continue to work very closely with. And, and our, we have an ongoing Baltimore,
7: investigation as well.
3: And our Baltimore field office is working very hard with that US Attorney and I expect them to pursue that case. Uh, as far as it takes
7: stonewalling director ray the american people deserve answers and this is unacceptable lastly did you sign off on the mar-a-lago raid
3: Uh, well first off it was not a raid it was an execution of a search warrant did
7: you sign off on the
3: execution
7: of the search warrant
3: may i finish second i don't sign off on individual search warrants in that case or in any other
7: did Attorney General Merrick Garland sign off to your awareness?
3: I can't speak to the Attorney General.
7: Was there dissent at senior levels of the FBI about the conducting of the of the search warrant?
3: I, I can't speak to internal discussions among the FBI or among the FBI and the Department of Justice. Even though
7: it's been reported in the Washington Post?
3: There are lots Multiple. of things reported in the media. I know. Leaked from your
7: agency. Leak from your agency. Frequently, it's reported in the Washington Post. may or may Post.
3: not be accurate.
7: It may or may not be accurate. With that, I yield back.
0: Okay, Seb Gorka, you've spent a big part of your life uh, training people out at uh, Quantico at the Academy. Uh, Walk me through what just happened there, sir.
8: Well, Steve, how many times did the director of the FBI say we cannot discuss internal deliberations of the Hoover Building? Well, then what's oversight? What is the role of Congress in oversight of the executive if you can't know what's going on inside the building? And as to all of those lies, we know, we know that they had to sign off on the seventh floor of the Hoover Building. We know that Maine justice had to sign off on the Mar-a-Lago raid. Oh, by the way, it's not a raid. When is armed federal agents taking away your property and refusing to allow your attorneys to be in the building as they are rifling through Melania's sock drawer and taking away your property. How, how is that not a raid? This is the same Christopher Ray. Who, if you look at the amazing uh, coverage from uh, Carl Seraphin, the FBI whistleblower, this is a guy who takes a flight on his FBI Gulfstream to do a 20-minute drive. He, he can't be bothered to stick in traffic in D.C., so he goes to Reagan or he goes to Dallas, and he jets off for a 20-minute car ride in his Gulf, screen, uh, Gulf Street. This, this, is, this is why we have to have these hearings. And this is why the, the January 6th tapes are so crucial because we have an intelligence community that has gone utterly rogue, whether it's coming after you, whether it's coming after Rudy Giuliani, Victoria Tunsing, Joe DeGeneva, or average Americans like that pro-life, pro-life activist Mark Halk, this is an organization that has to be dismantled brick by brick and its mission given to other organizations like the U.S. Marshals.
0: The House is just announcing, one of the House is just breaking, that they're going to now somehow do an investigation of the J6 committee. Get, pull the camera back. Give us Good. your perspective where we stand with weaponization, with oversight, now with the Tucker tapes, looks like Murdoch and others have put pressure, and the Republicans coming in and dumping on Tucker. Where are this is the maelstrom? Where are we in this right now, uh, um, Seb? And what's your recommendation of how we chop our way through the jungle here yeah. to make sure that we get to the sunlit uplands?
8: Well, look, I, I don't want to dump on Tucker, but when you've only got one plan and no backup, this is exactly the kind of thing that is happening. If you look at the Tuesday coverage, it's clear. That episode of his show was changed at the last minute. It didn't flow. It was <laughs> slap. Whether, whether it was Paul Ryan calling down to Rupert Murdoch or Rupert Murdoch calling down to Tucker. You know, that, that Mitch McConnell saying what he said right after Chuck Schumer did means we're in a very precarious situation. Why? I mean, God bless the six plus 14 for getting Kevin to do what he did. And to give that footage out, but we've got we've got one you know we've got one bottleneck. You know what you know what it's like in, in the military, whether it's a naval campaign, whether it's on, on land. The bottleneck is is the kill zone. It's the kill box. And if they can stop Tucker and say Tucker, Tucker, don't do it, then what's our plan B? Who, who else is going to have the footage? Are they going to give it to Newsmax or Real America's Voice or Breitbart? This has to be. This has to be a full court press on on multiple battlefronts. The idea that one guy, Rupert Murdoch, can get a phone call from Chuck Schumer or Paul Ryan and shut this down. We have to have we have to have brave attorneys like Jody Geneva, like Victoria Tunzing, take up the case of people like Jacob Chansley, another Navy veteran, and say, hang on a second, the video shows up to nine, nine Capitol Hill officers escorting this peaceful man around Congress, if he had been breaking any laws, why hadn't they arrested him? Why did they help him open doors? Why were they helping him take selfies and pray with him? That case of 41 years in prison should be thrown out right right now, but look, we've still got the footage. I have showed it on my show again this Sunday of the detainees just a couple of miles from where I'm sitting every night at nine o'clock saying that our father, singing the national anthem, every single one of those should have full access to those tapes. That's how we stop the political persecution of people simply because they're patriots, Steve.
0: The great Matt Boyle's exclusive up the day on Breitbart. We're going to try to play some clips. The great Matt Boyle interviewed McCarthy. McCarthy says, hey, I'm giving it to everybody. We'll hold him to that. MTG and Comer. MTG announces she's taking Comer at Oversight to the dc gulag you had matt eb today uh, d- 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 your thoughts and recommendations to jim jordan because you know they had the whistleblowers and the democrats set in for the for the interviews for the depositions and they leaked it immediately what is your recommendation to jim jordan to start playing smash mouth seb gorkum
8: first things first he's got to be more forward leading on the january 6th thing look god bless matt gates mtg the, the handful of others i think uh Louis Gohmert was one of them, Paul Gosar, that actually went to that political prison in D.C., but it should have been Jim Jordan, and I know we were, you know, waiting for the midterms, and he wanted to become the chairman, but now, now is your time, Jim. Now you have to go there, and when they say you can't go in, you remind them, you remind them who you are and who won the elections. When it comes to the whistleblowers, it's not enough. 18 whistleblowers for Jim and for Grassley, and we've had what? officially three closed-door depositions, all 18 of them should be cajoled gently to take the stand or at least put the guys out there who are prepared to, like Kyle Seraphin, like Steve Friend, like Stephen Gray. Stephen Gray, who's been on my show, 23-year FBI veteran, has stated explicitly, Steve, it is so corrupt an organization, the FBI cannot be allowed to stand. Could you imagine a 23-year FBI veteran under oath, in front of the committee, saying, yes, the FBI is unsalvageable. It has become Biden's Gestapo, and we have to take it about brick by brick. That's what Jim should be doing right now, and Coma, and everybody else.
0: Uh, Seb, how do people get to the show? How do they get to all your content? How do they get to you on social media?
8: Yeah, we, we are everywhere that matters, except the fascistic YouTube. So Follow us at sebgorka.com. That's S E B G O R K A, sebgorka.com. We're cycling 24 7. You can listen to the uh, video there, uh, audio. You can watch the videos. We're on True Social Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Getter, Parler, uh, and also my Substack. My personal Substack is my whole name, SebastianGorka.substack.com. Follow us. And congratulations, the CPAC crowd, for all four days at your booth, Steve. Bloody electric. Well done. You're doing something right, Steve.
0: Thank you, Seb, and your content's amazing. Seb, thank you for coming on here. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks, Steve. Let's go. Let's play Cuccinelli and bring in John Fredericks.
9: Every election is about the future, and the future is not Joe Biden. America's future is Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis doesn't just talk, he acts. But most of all, he never backs down. Governor DeSantis, today, I'm asking you to run for president. You've had our back, now we will have yours. It's time for fresh conservative leadership. Governor DeSantis has a proven record. Defending freedom, defending parental rights, and defending okay. the unborn.
0: Okay,
10: defending let me have it. Our
2: I,
0: I bring in now... I bring in now John Frederick John DeCooch on the loose. Got a big old pack for uh, Ron DeSantis. Wasn't he a senior guy in the Trump administration,
10: sir? Cockroach. Never Trumper. Ungrateful piece of crap is what this guy is. Guy hasn't had a job in 30 years. He's a grifter. Look, Steve, here's what happens. They appoint him, they appoint him acting head of the USCIS, They give him a plump position in the Trump administration. This was the most vicious Never Trumper in the 2015-16 campaign of them all, working for Cruz. No one knows that better than my wife Ann and I. We fought this guy in Virginia in hand-to-hand combat in convention after convention. We fought him in Harrisburg, where he overturned a deal that we that we made, threatened the convention. Hang on, I had to get Eric Trump involved. The guys that talk about hold
0: it this. Hang on, this guy, is, this is so good, we got to hold it through the break. John Frederick's next on the cooch in the war room.
9: ...our children, and Governor DeSantis has acted to protect our children from Disney like no one in history. He stood up to the radical education establishment and their woke politics that they have brought into the classroom. Under his leadership, Governor DeSantis has made Florida the number one destination for Americans Looking for more freedom and a brighter future. When Governor DeSantis is President DeSantis, there won't be any Chinese spy balloons drifting across America. Okay. For all of you watching today, I'm asking.
0: Okay. Okay, guys. Thanks, Um, Fredericks. What's what's your beef here? It's just a guy that's you know starting a super PAC to get DeSantis to be president, sir. What's
10: your beef? Listen, this is the most vicious of all the never-Trumpers that we fought in 2016. He was absolutely diabolical. He cheated us and went back on a deal in Harrisonburg in 2016 at the Republican Convention in Virginia where we cut a deal for six delegates. He knew our people were new to the process. He knew if he waited out, they'd go home. So when they went home, he then threatened the convention to give us no one. I had to get Eric Trump involved and cut it to three the guy's an absolute backstabbing ungrateful grifter let me tell you something he begged trump for that job he wanted so bad to get in the trump administration and against the advice of many of us because we told the president he will stab you in the back again he gives him a plump position and what we get for it is stabbing in the back in 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 the beginning of the campaign and bailing us and being a never trumper again backing DeSantis with this pack because he can't find a a legitimate line of work. You know what, Steve? We got to stop this, okay? We are not going to win if we keep embracing the people that want us to fail. I've never seen a movement be successful where you keep going after and letting in the tent people that hate your guts. Cuccinelli is a never-Trumper, has been from day one one we fought this guy hand-to-hand combat it's a, it was a diabolical cra- campaign he's the guy that engineered the ben carson life fiasco with jeff rowe in iowa this is what we went through now we bring him into the administration and what we get in return is stabbed in the back at, at the beginning of the okay, campaign here, here. The the message here is we've got to stop this. All of these people, all of these people that we bring in and we think if we bring them in the tent, they're going to be for us. No, they're going to pull the rug out from under us for their own personal gain. Uh, This is one of the most despicable things I've ever seen.
0: Okay, hang on. In in the fine print of what the write-up was about this thing he started, it talks about he's going to do some stuff on delegates. Talk. Just give me – I only got a couple of minutes, but give me what happened in Cleveland with a Brother Cuccinelli and about – because he says in here the thing he's starting is also to do the delegates. So you're going to have part two. Tell me what happened in part one in Cleveland.
10: Well, what, he, what happened in Cleveland is he tried to get our delegates unbound. Remember that whole un, unbind the delegates movement? That was him. He's the guy that threw down his credentials in Cleveland, when they when they would not give him the the time of day because what everything that he was doing was illegal. We won legitimate delegates in these primaries that were bound. He tried to unbind them for Cruz. I went through all this. My job in Cleveland, instead of as the as the chairman of the Trump campaign in Virginia, instead of enjoying it with my wife. My job is I had to follow in rules. I had to fight him there. I had to shadow him on every uh, media hit. He would go, I would go in behind him to dispute the nonsense that he was saying. This guy, this was hand-to-hand comment. Now he's going to try to do it again. The guy knows how to get delegates. He knows how to manipulate the system. A, a lot of times, like in, in Colorado in 2016, as you know, we were caught with our pants down until we got smart and they got people like me involved to, to fight him in these, in these things. But the bottom line of this thing is, Steve, this guy is not just doing a pack and raising money for Governor DeSantis. This guy, like he did with Cruz, is going to fight us hand-to-hand combat. And it's like I've been telling all of our Trump supporters, there's going to be no coronation here. This is going to be a fight to the finish. We've got to get 2,200 2, 200 delegates in Milwaukee. You better lace them up. And lay some tight because every last cockroach, backstabbing, never Trumper grifter like this guy, who I can't remember the last time he's had a job with a private company that actually made a profit, right? It's all government money, right? It's all he's ever done. Until we shut the door on these people infiltrating the campaign and get tough. We got a okay. long haul ahead of uh, yeah. ahead of us. Hey, you want to you want to well, you you, you want to start a pack, Ken? Go ahead. You want to fight us in Iowa, Ken? Go ahead. You want to fight us in Virginia? You 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 want to fight us in New Hampshire? Hey, make my day, cause we're coming, Steve, and we're coming in hot and big.
0: Lace them up early and lace them up tight, uh, John Fredericks, Thank you very much. How do people get to you? What's the, what's the social media to get to John Fredericks Coming in a little hot today. What is the social media, sir? We going to do more afternoons with John Fredericks. A little sleepy in the morning.
10: Pretty hot in the afternoon.
0: How do people get to you?
10: Because <laughs> I'm on the War Room. At JF Radio Show. Don't forget, outside the Beltway on RAV, 7, a.m. 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Monday to Friday. Don't want to miss that. I'm just the warm-up for the War Room at 10. I'm like the Ed McMahon to the Johnny Carson. That's all it is. A <laughs> little appetizer before Steve comes on. I like that. I
0: like that. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. John Frederick. We're going to, get to spend a lot more time about these delegates. It's big. John Frederick is absolutely correct. Not going to be a coronation. Uh, I don't, have Boris, let's go. Let's play the cold open for our own Jeff Clark. Uh,
1: Mr. Shaw, um, when, the, when the vent and burn process was being made, uh, who, who made those decisions and what was other considerations other than just burning it and letting the – letting the material burn off?
2: Thank you for that question. The only consideration, Senator, was the safety and health of the community. And that decision was made by Unified Command under the direction of the incident commander. Who's, who's, who's that? The incident commander was Fire Chief Draybeck. Norfolk Southern was a part of Unified Command.
1: So who owns the car? Who actually owned the rail car and the material in it? The the rail car in question are tank cars of which no railroad owns. Okay, were they in, were they considered in this decision making? Are they responsible for the content of it and the car itself for the maintenance and the material in it? Isn't that correct,
2: Senator? It's a it's a privately owned rail car, mm-hmm. and so the maintenance requirements for that rail car are between the rail car lessor, and the customer, and those are private contracts. I'm not privy to But are the, you're not, they're responsible for the content and the car,
1: correct? Making sure it's operating properly? Yes, sir. Okay, were they considered in this, in this decision-making? Considering it was their car, their design, their responsibility, were they part of that decision-making on being to vent it and burn it?
2: Senator, the, uh, the customer provided input.
1: Were they in the room when the decision was being made? I've I've received reports that they weren't, so they weren't in the room? No, sir.
2: Not to my knowledge. I
1: I just seen that kind of hard to believe, considering that it's their car, it's their responsibility, and they weren't even considered before this decision to vent and burn it in the middle of a town. Doesn't that seem like possibly a mistake
2: there? Senator, Unified Command was focused solely on the health and safety of the community.
1: Right. My so under- the people that was in charge of the car should probably have a say in that to make sure we
2: know the best way to dispose of it. My understanding at the time, from talking to experts, was that we were at risk of a catastrophic rupture that would have resulted in uncontrolled release of hazardous materials. But
1: is my understanding, and I haven't been able to clarify this, that the, that the report that I, was, that I received was the fact that the car was actually working properly at the time, Uh, but the car's owners, the ones that were responsible for it, wasn't consulted before it was burned up. Now, I haven't been able to verify that, but I'm asking these questions because that's the information that I received. And if that's the case, I think that's that's an area for improvement. Would you consider that?
2: Senator, I I can't comment on the accuracy of that report. I'm not
1: aware of that. But I'm saying if it's accurate, if that was accurate, wouldn't you consider that's a place that we could probably learn
2: from? I I think the primary concern was the health and the safety of the community. Sir, I get what
1: you're saying, and and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to you. But I'm saying is if all parties that's responsible for that car should have been part of that decision-making... And because and, I believe they would probably be saying that they were, they would be concerned, too. I think everybody in this room will say that we're concerned about the health and safety of others. That's, that's a give me. So there's no point in repeating that. I'm just saying, how can we learn from this going forward? If they weren't in the room during the decision making, and yet it was their car, and the report may be accurate that the car was actually working functionally correctly, because those cars are designed for this kind of incident, that the option to vent and burn may not have been the best option if we didn't consider
2: all other options first. Senator, I understand that. The experts on the ground who were there were very concerned about the pressure in a car. Right. We also noted that other cars had been in a pool fire, and their Unified Command was aware that there was a concern for a catastrophic explosion that would shoot VCM gas and shrapnel. I I hear
1: you. We're just talking in circles here. Chairman, what I'm trying to get to is the fact that if this car was designed by someone else and if this car was owned by somebody else and the function of that car was designed by somebody else and was responsible by somebody else, then how do we know that the car wasn't working properly to begin with? And that's a question that needs to be answered because someone may need to be held responsible that made the decision to burn this off. Because some of this and a lot of this could have been prevent, prevented, without all yield back.
0: In that whole hearing today, we're going Jeff Clark, who was a, the, one of the assistant attorney, was the assistant attorney general for President Trump that oversaw this. That's Senator Mark Wayne Mullen from Oklahoma, and in that whole hearing today, Senator Mullen got the closest to the main thing. Keep you remember, always make the main thing the main thing. Jeff Clark, he got close, didn't quite get there, but. The the Norfolk Southern guy—if that's not perjury in line with a straight face—come on, brother, Jeff Clark, the, the, the 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 CEO of Norfolk Southern is a joke, okay. But where is the head of the EPA on this? You can't tell me, Jeff Clark, that I got a fire chief in a village of 4,200 people is the incident command. The unified command is the fire chief when he got this highly toxic, highly explosive material. Brother
6: Clark. So, Steve, I mean, you know, come on. It, it beggars belief. Uh, it beggared belief back when they were saying this weeks ago that it was the fire chief that, you know, of course, this uh, fire chief would not have anything like the qualifications necessary to assess alternatives and decide that uh, the vent and then the uncontrolled burn really was the best possible option for the public safety, for the environment, and for the residents of uh, East Palestine. Um, And we know from the CNN story, which I've uh, appeared on your show about before, That uh, it was admitted that EPA signed off on this, right? So, at the very least, uh, CEO Alan Shaw has to be called back to this committee or some other committee, and he has to be asked uh, about that story. Is he saying that EPA did not sign off on this? You know, one of the tricks I think that they're trying to use here is, uh, you know, the idea of there's a unified command. There was a point in the hearing where. One of the senators asked, you know, who is, uh, who's all part of the unified command? And basically, you know, everyone on the panel raised their hands, which included uh, the EPA Region 5 official, an Ohio official, Alan Shaw. Uh, and, um, you know, that the, it's amorphous, right? Everybody and nobody is responsible. It's this unified okay, right. command.
0: Okay. Jeff Clark, hang on for one second. Short commercial break. We're in return with what happened in East Palestine with Jeff Clark.
5: Download
0: now. Okay, uh, Getter, we're up all the time. And, in fact, tomorrow night, uh, Royce White's going to have his show. We cover his show on there, and uh, I'm going to be doing his show. So make sure you check it out. We'll be streaming all on Getter, doing it all the time, nonstop. Make sure you go download today. It's simple. Uh, Jeff Clark, um, EPA. They're the ones, actually, as you've explained the law, they're actually the, the, the supposed to be the unified command leader. Of that, there's no doubt. Michael Regan wasn't there today for a simple reason. They don't want to roll him out for any tough questioning. What did EPA say today? Did they get hammered in this today about what their responsibilities and authorities are, sir?
6: So you're right, Steve. They sent the regional administrator, Deborah Shore, but not Michael Regan. I think in part that's because Senator Carper's running cover for his Delaware buddy, uh, President Biden, Uh, and, uh, you know, she was not asked about this topic of the controlled burn and the uh, the release. She was um, not—she didn't volunteer anything about that, Uh, and neither did the Ohio State EPA official say anything about that topic, although she did talk about concerns about uh, fish kills, which were clearly caused by the, the burn and then the depositions from it in local waterways. Um, The only thing that that, uh, Deborah Shore said that was, uh, you know, interesting was, you know, Ohio did not ask about the issue of dioxins being released. Pennsylvania didn't ask about the issue of dioxins being released. It was Indiana that had to ask EPA to look at that issue. And now they say that they're looking at it. So it's just, you know, it's one layer of the onion after another of, of very key issues that seem to have been buried and that EPA is acting like, you know, the Keystone cops on. The other, you know, issue in that regard, Steve, was that Senator Vance appeared and testified and he talked about the fact that they were, you know, piling up the dirty dirt that they were removing to send it away to be burned at a special facility. And, you know, it piled up for days, and he asked the question, what if it rained? Well, then the material is going to leak right back out into the waterways. And so, you know, it's just, it's botch after botch after botch.
0: Senator Vance, uh, right now we're playing a Senator Vance. We'll kick off the show tomorrow to get get more into this. Uh, By the way, this is not, you can't, we're not going to allow them to dump this on the fire chief in uh, East Palestine. That's ridiculous. Uh, Jeff Clark, how do people get to you? You guys vote. All of them are doing great work over there. How do people get to you? What's your social media?
6: So the center is uh, americarenewing.com. I'm at Jeff Clark US on Getter and Twitter and at Real Jeff Clark on Truth Social.
0: Jeff, thank you so much. We're going to stay on top of this one. Uh, Natalie Winters is going to be with me at 6 o'clock. We're going to go through this so much on this uh, gain of function and all the other investigations. Natalie's going to join me at six I want to make sure mypillow.com, promo code warroom buy one get one free you got the great is pillow made the my pillow 2.0 they are flying off the shelves you buy one you get one free go to mypillow.com, promo code warroom check it out do that right now today this thing this is why we don't get a lot of hours of sleep but the quality of sleep we get is fabulous because of the products of my pillow let me play for Boris Epstein I got uh, let me play the cold open for Boris
9: Every election is about the future, and the future is not Joe Biden. America's future is Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis doesn't just talk, he acts, but most of all, he never backs down. Governor DeSantis, today, I'm asking you.
0: Okay, uh, Cuccinelli forms a a pack for... um Desantis, and particularly this is going to talk about delegates because they're not going to let you have a coronation there Borsch. your thoughts and observations sir
11: steve honored to be with you honor me with the posse and i really want to deeply thank ken cuccinelli for adding to the fact that this is a total redux of 2015 2016 when cuccinelli attempted his total nonsense at convention trying to steam delegates for president trump for others and he failed and he's going to fail again he was a sad loser then. Cuccinelli is going to be a sad loser now, just like he was when he tried to run for governor in Virginia. Here's the bottom line. If you look all across the country. President Trump is dominating this race, from nationally to New Hampshire, state by state. The American people are speaking loudly and clearly and saying they want President Trump. Then Cuccinelli can do whatever he wants. Here's okay. the interesting thing. He started a pack allegedly, for Ronda Sanders. So Why is Cuccinelli's face all over it? Because Ken Cuccinelli loves and respects one person, and that is Ken Cuccinelli.
0: Uh, when you say dominating all over the country, there's a poll out today in Florida that shows Ron DeSantis up 25 points on President Trump. Would you like to address that? Okay, give us some observations Absol- on that poll.
11: Absolutely. I appreciate the University of North Florida poll. And I think I'm working on a poll right now, too. I'm drawing mine up. It right says President Trump 100. Everyone else at zero. I'm going to release it, but pretend it's a real poll. That's my observation. President Trump dominating Emerson nationally uh, by 30 points, dominating Emerson in New Hampshire by 41. He's dominating all across the country. going to see him in Iowa on Monday. And he'll once again show that he is the only person who we can trust and believe in to walk into the Oval Office and solve the great problems facing our country from the border to energy to national security and, of course, the festering disaster in Ukraine that's being funded by old school neocon Republicans and the Democrats.
0: So you're saying that you don't think the University of Northern Florida's polling operation is uh, equivalent to George Gallup? Well, let, 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 Six point eight trillion dollars <laughs> spending, almost seven, almost seven trillion dollars, almost seven trillion dollars. Give me thirty seconds on that of the Biden budget.
11: It's, it's, this is the Biden McConnell bu- budget. This is the Bi- Biden Rhino budget. This is what happens when you have a rigged sto- stolen election. Our country is in a disaster economically. The Dow down another 500 points. We are absolutely getting torn apart from the inside. Forget our enemies. Forget China. Forget Iran who are pouncing at every opportunity. We're getting torn apart from the inside. It needs to be put to an end. But there is hope. There's hope in, in the House, at least Stefanic doing a great job with House Intel today against Christopher Wray, putting him in an extremely difficult position on the Mar-a-Lago raid. And of course, President Trump as he marches toward the White House in June Jan 20, 2025.
0: Uh, Boris, your social media, your coordinate, sir.
11: Steve, thank you so much. My website is hot boriscp.com right now. Sign up right now, BorisCP.com hot get her at right, Boris CP, on Twitter at Boris You hot on feed social at Boris, hot on at Boris on the scrubs Stay strong, God bless. All off and I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Okay, we're going to break down in the next hour Matt Boyle's uh, interview with McCarthy. I'm going to break down the budget and everything Biden's talking about. Natalie Winters is going to be here to talk about the weaponization of biology. All next, short break. Back in a moment in the war room.